0: Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. John here. My buddy Andrew is my guest today, and we are covering a fantastic crime thriller, and that is Michael Mann's Collateral. Jamie Foxx truly shines here, and this is definitely my favorite Tom Cruise performance ever. This hitman film is more than your average run-and-gun action flick. It's a deep dive into L.A.'s underbelly and a brilliant case study into destiny, purpose, nihilism, and ethics. The strong and smart dialogue sessions, interspersed with the violence woven through the film, are elevated by the powerful caliber performances of the two leads. Please find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at BSP Film Podcast. Stay up to date with the show. Don't forget to drop us a rating. It truly helps us get heard. But let's get started. So, forget Uber, hail that taxi, turn up that jazz, and take the next exit. Into collateral. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. and don't
1: call me Shirley. They caught a shark, not the shark.
2: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Wake oh up. We're tonight's entertainment. Get some serious gourmet shooting.
1: How funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. You're
3: gonna
1: do something or just stand there and bleed. That's that for a slice of fried gold. Here's
0: Johnny. back to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. Today we have Collateral. Great. 2004 Michael Mann crime hitman vehicle with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. It it was good. It was uh, better than I thought it was going to be because I was riding the wave of heat. Michael Mann's previous big, big crime movie and um, this movie really surprised me. But today I have uh, Andrew and in the house with me. Hello, Andrew. Hey, how's it going? And we're going to talk collateral. So, let's get started. So,
4: <laughs> uh, well, I got to say, that was the first time I'd seen that movie in years, it was uh-huh. about an hour ago. Yeah. And <laughs> I forgot how, especially now being more of a student of cinema, how mm-hmm. awesome that movie was. Like, I liked it when I first saw it. Right. And then now, you know, going through all of these years and now going through Syracuse and getting a lot of that storytelling, you know, schooling and everything, and then right. seeing it again, it was, it was so much, I don't want to say more better, but... It was mo, It was more better. It was more better, yeah. It was, it really, the, the, the dialogue, I didn't know how many A-list actors there were in that movie. Yeah, a lot There's, of people
0: kind of come in and out. You got Javier Bardem, he did mm-hmm. a little quick little scene,
4: um... I, I almost didn't recognize Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo?
0: Yeah, like, well, he looks so much different. I mean, this is 2004, so this is before he hit his his big break, I guess, which I don't know what movie broke Mark Ruffalo out because that was the same year, 2004. The same year he did Eternal Sunshine, of The Spotless Mind. And uh, he was already a prominent actor, but, uh, you know, he, he was still, he was even kind of in the shadows of this film, in the shadows of uh, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Um, both of, uh, Jamie Foxx for sure got. An academy award nomination for this movie yeah it was the best supporting role and then, but he won that year anyway for ray for best actor so but yeah as far as crime movies go like um this is a it's a very simple film it's but it, the, well, the premise is really simple but it, the way michael mann constructs it um it is very very unique very original In jason statham in the very <laughs> beginning like like, why is Jason Statham in, in this movie? And, oh, right. and he he comes in, he gives him the briefcase, and, he, and he's at the door. You will never see him again. And, and but then we had this uh, we had this setup of this cab driver who's going to get the fare of his life. In the in the spirit of Tom Cruise's silver silver hair, uh,
4: <laughs> he looked. I, honestly, I think he looks way better as a silver fox. That was. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, he, he looks good. One of the actually, I was. Taking notes, watching the movie. One of the right, first right. things I wrote was, "Dude, really wearing shades all the time?" Because every time I, you saw him when he was indoors, he always had shades on. You're like, "Isn't it nighttime?"
0: He's right. like always
4: wearing shades for some reason in that movie. In that, when he's inside,
0: mm-hmm. I, I never got it really, but I just thought that was funny as hell. I mean, you know, it guess to protect his anonymity as mm-hmm. as a hired contract killer, and I like how it's never ex- exclusively said, I, I'm a hitman, he does say later in the film, he was hired for hits, and and that's on the notes there, but other than that, a lot of it's just left up to our imagination, like we see, you know, well, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we see like, his very first uh, job, the guy falls out, and he lands on Jamie Foxx's cab, but let's, let's, let's pump the brakes, so we gotta go back to Jamie Foxx real quick, because so Jamie Foxx is, what is this guy, he's, he's this... He's just a dreamer. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm going to own this he's... island limo company and he's, I'm going to make all, all this money. Mm-hmm. I'm having these great clients, but I've been driving, driving a cab for 12 years.
4: I feel like watching him, he's, he's a, like a personification of us, like a normal person where you always mm-hmm. have these like big ideas and we have all these dreams, but a lot of us get kind of caught up in what we're doing and he's like, oh, it's just a temporary gig. It's
0: just a temporary gig. How long have you been doing it? 12 years. Like, ooh, what, what's temporary about twelve years? Exactly. That's that's three terms of presidencies. You know, like, that's that's not temporary. No. That's. And uh, but before he he picks up Tom Cruise, he, we meet uh, w- what would be a big uh, piece of the puzzle for the end of the movie. We pick up uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, and she's just a lawyer. She's got an attitude. She's got a cell phone. She's doing. This is two thousand four. Cell phones were prominent, but they weren't as like they weren't smartphones. They okay. weren't. You know, Everyone was doing business off the cell phone and, and her, her and Jamie Foxx have a nice little dialogue a little back and forth about how uh, she's all this super duper professional and he's trying to like, he's basically picking her apart because he, mm. he's he's seen it all, he's seen every kind of person in the, get in the cab, get out of the cab, like oh you're a lawyer and you're wearing this kind of suit so that rules out advertising and da 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 da.
3: you mind turning that up?
0: Like
2: the classics.
3: I do, I used to play in high school.
2: Let me guess, woodwinds?
3: No, strings. I never had the lungs for wind instruments.
2: Could've fooled me by the way you were unloading on that cell phone.
3: Different instrument. You know, if you'd just listen to me, we'd be all bogged down in traffic right now, and you would've made yourself an extra five bucks.
2: Yeah, well you get that five bucks, buy you something special. Go wild. Not that, it's not big deal, not the big deal.
3: How many cabbies do you know get you into an argument to save you money?
2: There were two of us, I had to kill the other one. I don't like competition.
3: <laughs> Take pride in being good at what you do?
2: What, th- this? Oh, this is, uh, this is, no, this is part time. This is a filling job, pay the bills. But I will be the best at what I do, but that's something else.
3: What else?
2: Just shaping up some things.
3: Like? Tell me.
2: Limo company I'm putting together. Island Limos. It's gonna be like an island on wheels. It's gonna be a cool groove, like a club experience. When you get to the airport, you're not gonna wanna get out of my limo. So I do this part-time to get my bins off leases, staff up, get the right client list, you know, things like that. How do you like being a lawyer?
3: What are you, psychic? A little
2: bit. There's the dark pinstripe suit, elegant, not too flashy, that rules out advertising, plus a top drawer briefcase that you live out of, and the purse, a Bottega. Anyway, a man gets in my cab with a sword, I figure he's a sushi chef. <laughs> you, <laughs> Clarence Darrow.
3: Well, no, not quite. You work defense, I'm a prosecutor. Oh,
0: big case? It kind of gives a backstory, like how much time Max has been doing this job.
4: Yeah, he's he's got almost his own set of skills from, yeah, from doing this for so long. He sees so many people. And it just makes it, yeah. He, he could pick her apart
0: easily just because he's seen it all. He knows it all. Right. So and they have a nice little exchange, and I like the at the very beginning of the movie. I like how the sound was mixed. Um, I'm not sure the sound mixture was on this film I might have to look it up cuz it's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. When um you know, you see cuz he's cuz Jamie Fox his character Max he's a night shift guy and you know, so, you know, less tr- traffic, less stress at night. So I, I get why driving at night is is his niche. Um but I like that scene where he's like prepping for the night and he, he's like cleaning off those dashboard, make sure yeah. his cabs nice and pristine. And he, as he gets in, he closes the door, and the sound drops out for the the low, the low uh, frequency s- soundtrack. I guess mm-hmm. the score is kind of just humming through, and uh, I don't know. It's like Max is in his own little world a little yeah. bit. It's kind of what what it meant to me. Yeah, the, the his the setup and that, you know, how he gets ready for
4: the day really just says a lot about who he is. And it's funny when he says when you see this very, obviously like detail oriented kind of or like very clean has his own kind of way of doing things. It's very, you know, he's already in his own way, but then he's like, oh, I've been doing this for 12 years, but it's only a part-time gig. He talks about it like it's, you know, whatever, but you yeah. can tell he really takes his job to heart.
0: Which is good because, like, he's got a work ethic, but, like, I wonder if he, if he just sticks with the cab things that's what he knows. He's good at that. You know, he keeps a clean cab. He has a, a nice gig at night. He makes good money for what he does. Yeah, maybe he's just comfortable, and it's just something he's just telling himself one day, one day, one day, which uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that theme later on. Actually,
4: I'm, yeah, I'm actually kind of it, as we're talking about it, it's, it's, I'm just r- reminded of clerks. Yeah, because they're like, oh, they just never, they always just never wanted to leave the quick stop.
0: Right. They just it's just, just comfor- hap- They were comfortable. They're happy where they're at. You know, and some people don't like that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the problem with that is you you, you talk a big game, you t- and. At the end of the day, Jamie like Fox, being the, that personification of us, who sometimes we talk a big game, we're just fooling ourselves, and we're cheating ourselves from what we would, we really want to do. Um, so he drops off Jada Pinkett Smith, and they have a nice little cute little. She gives him her she gives him uh, her card, and he you know, what she was her little line. If you want to. Haggle, oh,
4: you to talk about you know the faster, faster ways to get places? Right, cab fares.
0: It was nice, and like totally, you get look at Jamie Fox's expression, like totally caught guard. Like did this high end lawyer lady just totally ask me out in a way? Like it's I'm a cab driver, you know, and that's cool though, man. She she uh she was humble enough to I guess not go down to his level, but like you know recognize there was a a connection there. So we have Mr. Sunglasses at night. Comes out, comes out of the same building she's going into. They actually pass each other on the escalator. Mm-hmm. And there's a nice rack-focused shot of her going up as he's going down. And her, J.F. Pekin Smith's ter- character and Tom Cruise's character, they don't really see the connection because there's no connection
1: mm-hmm.
0: yet. But that shot alludes to something to come. And he gets to the car. Like, Tom Cruise, has got he's got full swagger on. He's yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, how much you make a night? He's like, oh, so, so. How much you want? How about you want to make, like, 700 bucks, and he's like, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> that was I thought that was the cheesiest creep. thing I've ever seen. We just like he just, like, fanned
0: out all the dollar bills, like, okay, okay. But, see, you got Damien Fox's interest. He's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. um, he's hesitant at first, mm-hmm. Damien Fox's, because, like, regulations and, yeah. you know, and his boss is kind of a prick, and, <laughs> um. This camera has been at Greg
2: yeah, I share it with the day shift guy. Because
1: you prefer nights?
2: Yeah, people are more relaxed, less stress, less traffic, better tips.
1: How are the benefits?
2: Oh, no, it's not that kind of job. I'm not in this for the long haul. I'm just filling in, you know, it's temporary while I'm getting some things shaped up. This is just temporary.
1: How long have you been driving? Twelve years. Really? Mm-hmm. What are the things you're putting together?
2: Uh, No, I don't want to talk about it. Just a little business plan. No offense, I just... I take it. You're one
1: of these guys that do, instead of talk. That's cool.
2: Seven minutes. Man, you're good. Uh, I got lucky with the lights.
1: Yeah, sure. You probably know the light schedules, too. Listen. I'm in town in a real estate deal, closing one night. I got five stops to make. Collect signatures, see some friends, and then I got a 6 a.m. out of LAX. Why don't you hang with me?
2: Oh, the car's not for hire unless it gets rags.
1: Regulations? Yeah. <laughs> These guys don't pay you sickly. How much you pull down a shift? Oh. Um, How much? 350, dollars Yeah. Well, i tell you what. I'll make it 600. Uh. Plus an extra hundred. You get me to
2: LAX and I don't have to run for the plane. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you do. I don't know, man. Yeah, you do. 600.
1: Cool. We got a deal. Here's 300 down.
2: What's your name? Max.
1: Max. I'm Vincent.
0: All
2: right.
0: His expression, Tom Cruise is so, like, smug, like, I know mm-hmm. you're gonna take this money. I know you're gonna take it. I know you, you would want to get paid more for what you're doing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Uh, and then he goes around and he, and he and he parks, waits for Tom Cruise to come back, and he lulls right back into his daydream. He's got guy's little Mercedes Benz catalogs, yeah. and yeah. and then it's all over.
4: It's instant action. I, I, I got a lot of uh, like Sicario kind of vibes with the way that they like the ebb and flow of the movie is, where there's these really like subtle lulls, and then high peaks of action, but they don't. The action doesn't last long. Right. And then it's right back down. Like, they put the dude in the trunk and they just keep moving. And then it kind of goes back to normal until they get to the next place. And it's these wild, like, spikes in action, like in Sicario when they're on the border and they're doing the whole mm-hmm. shooting scene. That's and a good it's, movie. And then it's over in a second.
2: I gotta watch that movie
4: again. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there's 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 all there's such suspense buildup. up. And you're like, okay, he's gonna go do a hit. But you don't ever ever see anything. And all right. of a sudden this dude just crashes on the...
0: Yeah, that's. I think it's kind of good for the audience to kind of breathe a little bit. Mm. You have to digest... Okay, what's Tom Cruise really doing? Because he already already kind of came off as like a shady dude, you know. And oh, yeah. and so yeah, the Ramon Nyala is the the guy who falls on the falls onto the roof of the cab. He's dead, and they and Jimmy Fox begrudgingly helps him into the trunk. <laughs> Tom Cruise insistence. After he pulls a gun on him, mm-hmm. and the, the whole exchange is really funny. Like you can tell Jimmy Fox is trying to like. Let me try to sneak my way yeah. out of the situation. Like, hey man, take the car. You go take do what you need to yeah. do. I'll just chill out here. Tom Cruise is like, I'm not having none of that. Get in the fucking car. Yeah. And uh, I
4: love that though because you think like, what would I do if I was in Tom Cruise's situation? Do the same thing. Like, he just, it's wild I mean, how he how both of them react is exactly how I would imagine. Like if I were in either of those shoes, exactly how I would react if somebody fell on my hood and the dudes obviously
0: would just kill. they be like, hey, let me get out of this. I mean. You're right, because Tom Cruise is this confident hitman, and he, he can read Jamie Foxx's body language. He's not that he's weak, but he's not confident. He's not as sure of himself. Again, we will see that change coming later on in the film. Help me out. Pop the trunk.
2: What? Pop the trunk. Come,
1: on. Come on. What you doing? going off the roof. Can't leave him here, so unless you want him up front with you, but given the hygiene. Okay. It's only a dead guy. Grab his hands. I can't do this. Grab his wrist. Uh,
2: you got it? Yeah. He's, he's twitching and shit. Take the cab. Take the cab. Yeah, you take it. I'll I'll chill. I'll I'll just, I'll just chill. They don't even know who's driving these things half the time anyway, man. They never check or anything. Okay, so just just take it. You me.
1: You promise not to tell anybody, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah.
1: Promise. Get in the fucking car. You can, You can. get in the car.
0: So they go on go on their way and um, and then we we and we move on to the second the second hit but before we do that we we meet uh, uh Mark Ruffalo in this i think was that before the second hit it was before the, it was in between the hits yeah well yeah
4: and cause, cause you, you go it's while they're driving to the next hit we see this cut to Mark Ruffalo kind of just walking up to the apartment and kind mm-hmm. of peeking at the door Now at first i didn't know he was he had no idea he was uh, undercover at the time. Right, right, right. And he just peeks in and he sees that, oh, there's obviously the guy's not here. The window's smashed in. There's blood and glass on the ground. Calls on the phone. And I think, oh, he's calling, like, I don't know, another cartel or, you know, some other part of his or criminal organization. And he's like, nope, I'm a cop. And yeah. You know, I was got a crime scene. I was like, oh, okay, didn't and, know that. And, and that's kind of how it, like, really started. The suspense was getting – was kind of raising for me.
0: Because now, yeah, now you're looking at through Mark Ruffalo's eyes because mm-hmm. – like, as a, as a detective that he is, he can look down, and now we know what, what really happened, but for him, he's got to, like, piece it together. Mm-hmm. And like, my buddy's gone, or my informant is gone. No one's in the place, but the back window's shot out, or blown out, and there's blood and glass. And uh, and then the only thing they have to go on is what the witnesses are saying, it's all a cab. Mm-hmm. So, and he, he sticks with the whole cab thing for a, a long time. And even like I forget who was the detective that his like his buddy detective that was like,
3: you know they were
0: kind of like conferring like changing exchanging notes and he was talking about the same like was alluding to the same thing uh, situation with Max hiring Vince or Vincent hiring Max, but it happened up in Oakland, not in L.A. Oh yeah, and so that lets you lets you think that oh wow Vincent has done this before mm-hmm. where the guy, the cab driver drives around at night shoots three people and then kills himself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that cab driver had no history of mental illness, no, no prior convictions, like nothing. Mm-hmm. He was a clean slate, and he just off himself. Yeah. So, and then Mark Ruff was like, I, th- I always thought someone else was in that cab with him. And then we cut to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Cut to Mark Ruff, or uh, know, yeah, Mark, uh, Jamie Foxx Tom Cruise going on, on their way to the second hit. And um, And now, now the cat's out of the bag a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, Jamie Foxx is like... Um, you're a shady dude. And Tom Cruise is like, well, I can't trust you to not <laughs> yeah, fucking bail on me, so let me tie your zip, ass to the steering he wheel. He zip
4: ties him to the car. and I, I thought he was just going to be cool. He's like, all right, well, I'm stuck here. And then he starts going, you know, freaking out and honking the horn. And
0: I mean, he took the keys from him. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know what else he could have done. He did everything he could, I think. Yeah.
4: That, I really, yeah, there's nothing aside from cutting the cutting the battery but right yeah uh, i thought that just him kind of crying for help i was like okay and then he gets the people to finally come down the alleyway and i was like oh i thought they were going to help him well how is tom cruise going to handle this because i remember this scene from before the first time i watched it but i couldn't remember it and he gets robbed and i was like oh that's very indicative of la (laughs)
0: yeah no he's got like a swastika tattoo on his face. Oh yeah, that's right. I was like,
4: oh, he looked. He's, uh, he's one of those guys. I thought they were about to beat his ass.
0: Yeah, I know. Like, and but then Tom Cruise kind of saves the day, sort of weird, weird way. He comes down and it's like, hey, homie, because yeah. the dude like tries to rob Tom Cruise's briefcase, mm-hmm. has all Tom Cruise's stuff in it for all the rest of his work for the night, all his, all his prep. Yeah, it's it workups.
2: Yeah. Hey man, hey look, I gotta get out of here. What's up, man? What's going on? Look, I'm tied up in here. This guy tied me up, but he's up in this building wreaking havoc, doing some wild shit. I need to get out of here. you
3: you all tied up in here. Yeah, I'm trapped, so, so, uh...
2: so let's get me out of here so we can call the cops. You give me the fuck what? Are you kidding me? Do I look like I'm kidding you? Listen, don't you see that my hands are tied to the steering wheel? I don't give a hmm? fuck what they're tied to. I'll fuck don't, you up. Don't shoot, man. Stick your ass up. So... Yeah. What else you got in here? Oh jackpot. Yeah. for real. No. Yo,
1: homie. Is that my briefcase? Did your briefcase? Yeah, it is. Why, you want it back? I your wallet? What else you got for me? Huh?
0: Fuck. And then he yeah he fucking executes those two dudes. Mm-hmm. Where did, I wonder where everyone else went because there's like four guys that came down the alley. Mm-hmm. And then like the homeboy, the long hair, who was like mm-hmm. pulled a gun on Jimmy Fox and like his buddy. No. and the other two guys just fucking plot left. hole, huh plot hole plot yeah <laughs> um, I'm sure they kept yeah. they just kept moving on down the road
4: when I, when I, 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 it was really great they pepper these like bits of dialogue and certain kind of actions throughout the movie that show you just kind of how ruthless Tom Cruise's character is where he you know he just cold blooded two to the chest one to the head both of those guys yeah. in an instant no thoughts yeah. and then you know he's in the later on in the movie when he's you know, in the club he's like Move six inch move twelve feet or like step fifteen feet forward and three to the left. If you wander, innocents are gonna be the first ones to get shot.
0: It's like, oh my
4: god. And
0: so yeah, I mean his character is a complete sociopath, but if nothing else, that dude has got a good work ethic. The good is very I'm not agreeing with what he does. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying he's very professional in that capacity. Because I figure some people who if you're hired to do a job where your job is consists of killing people, a specific person or set of people, for X amount of dollars. I mean, depending on the dollar value and your and your own personal reputation, like, hey, people get in the way, at, at tough shit. Mm-hmm. You you got in the way whether you knew it or not, and you're gonna pay the price, which is me, double tapping,
4: <laughs> in a headshot. Oh, I love the uh, when when they get pulled over, and he's like, if they open the trunk, they're going in it.
0: Oh, such a bad like, scene oh, that was <laughs> I've watched that movie recently too and even in that, that scene I've, I've seen Collateral so many times mm-hmm. that scene still stresses me out oh I know because <laughs> like one cop's on the passenger side well they pull they pull Jamie Foxx's cab over because mm-hmm. out of the first guy fell in the cab the windshield's all and busted blood on it and- blood on it and they're like you gotta impound we, the cops like we have to impound your car you can't have a passenger in here so we gotta do inventory pop the trunk and are like oh no this ain't gonna work. There's a whole corpse in the trunk right now. I was thinking, <laughs> we got gonna, a problem here. I was
4: going over that whole scene. In my head. I was like, all right, does he have a suppressor on? Is he gonna like? He doesn't. No. There's People are. I'm looking in the background. There's so many people. Around. Like they're on like, a main street, a busy yeah. street. I was, like, how? I was like, what's gonna happen? I was like, I was,
0: I was glued to the screen watching that scene. What he say? Like, don't let me get cornered. You don't have the trunk space. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's just subtly dropping in these hints of how. Because like, you know he's not gonna He's just not talking shit. Mm-hmm. You know he's not full of it. You know he's, he would probably yeah. kill anyone. Um, I don't care if you're a cop. I don't care who you are, gang banger, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh man, why are you still carrying the passenger?
2: I'm on my way to the depot, and he's—I could just drop him. His drop is on my way. Yeah, but your cab's unsafe to drive, and we have to impound it. So we got to do a vehicle inventory before the tow truck gets here. So pop the trunk and step out the vehicle, sir. I'm sorry, but you're not to have to call another
1: cab. Is that really necessary, officer? I'm just a half a mile from here. Yes, sir, I'm afraid it is. Please step out the vehicle. You too, come on. If you open that trunk, they go inside.
2: You know what, I man, it's been a long night. Uh, plus, the barn is right up there. You know, Just give me a break,
3: it's my first fare.
2: Get out the cab, open the trunk, come on.
3: Step out. You too, sir, please.
0: partner, we gotta roll. Roger. Around. Go straight to the garage. Have a nice night, sir. But I like, again, the, the lulls in action. So for the second hit, again, you don't see anything to do yeah. with the second hit. You see the alley scene where the guys try to rob Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that, that spike, yeah. the spike in that action. And whew, we can calm down again. Mm-hmm. Get the clean, huh? Hey, it's a mess. So?
1: Lady Macbeth, we're sitting here and the light's green. Leave the seats. <laughs> you no longer have the cleanest cabin, La La Land. You gotta live with that. You focus on the job. Drive. 7565 found. You know it? West Hollywood. How long are you thinking?
2: I don't know, man, 17 minutes. Why? Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, man. No, I told you we had other stops to make tonight. No, you said you had to go visit some friends. Somebody's friends. No. You drive a cab, I make my round. You might make it through the night. I'm at 700 bucks ahead. I'm not trying to piss you off or nothing like that, but I can't do this. I can't drive you around while you going around killing people, man. That ain't, it ain't my job. Tonight it is. Look, you don't get that. I mean it. I mean it. I'm I'm, I'm. I'm not up for this.
1: Okay. Hey, hey, hey. You're stressed. Yes, I am. You're stressed. I understand that. You just keep breathing and stay calm. Are you breathing? Shit. Are you breathing? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, look. Here's the deal. And you're gonna drive me around tonight and never be the wiser. But El Gordo got in front of a window. This high dive. We're into plan B. Still breathing? Yeah, we gotta make the best of it. Improvise, adapt to the environment, Darwin, shit happens, E Ching, whatever, man. We gotta roll with it. Yi Ching, what are you talking about,
2: Making You threw a man out of the window. I didn't throw him. He fell. But what did he do to you? What? What did he do to you? Nothing, I only met him that night. You just met him once and you kill him like that? But I
1: should only kill people after I get to know them?
0: and then and then tom cruise sets up this great his character vincent sets up this great like subterfuge where hey man let's go get a drink mm-hmm. let's take a break you know i got you all night don't worry about it we'll go get a drink you like do you like jazz he's like i'm ahead of schedule let's let's go to the let, let me buy you a drink yeah Jimmy fox just like a you know man right in the hole mm-hmm. just jumps right in not knowing that he's getting set up all over again i like that scene in the club the jazz club. That's. Again, you talk about the soundtrack of this movie. Mm-hmm. It, the soundtrack is so diverse. Yes, you have that jazz piece that Daniel the third victim, mm-hmm. excuse me, is playing. Then you have the audio slave song that comes later. You have that R and B song that plays uh, earlier when he when he's when still he's driving Jada Pinkett Smith around. Mm-hmm. The hands of Time. That's a good fucking song. Yeah, and
4: uh, and then it goes to like n- early two thousands, you know, techno. With,
0: Oh, the yeah. Oakenfold
4: track in the club scene.
0: Yeah, in the in the in the dance club, I wonder if that's like if that's indicative of like how diverse LA is, or like I think most soundtracks, kind of they're different songs, but they kind of all follow the same pattern. They're all the same type of of songs, unless you remember like early two thousand movies, like early two thousand horror movies. They always have like a bunch of rock songs. Yeah, you know <laughs> they don't they don't do that anymore. Sadly, that's how I got to know a bunch of new songs mm-hmm. and just listen to horror movie soundtracks, but that's gone the way at the Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Well, I,
4: I think it was really, uh, whoever the sound mixer was for it, did, was, did a very like masterful job of not, in, like, not only having a very diverse soundtrack in it, but also making it seem like all of the music was organic to wherever they were.
0: I was about to say that. Yeah, the having the. You said it better. So.
4: Yeah, having it, because uh, you know all this, all the the jazz, and you know she was coming out of the radio. She's like, "Hey, can you turn that up?" Mm-hmm. And it's in the the dance club scene. The only one that seemed kind of not organic was the Chris Cornell track or the Audio Slave track. Yeah. And, but it still it worked so beautifully because it was that whole scene was shot when they're just driving around like to the club, mm-hmm. very like voyeuristically is not the right word like verite style where it's like very wide angles almost like it's uh end of watch yeah okay kind of style where it's
0: you're the you're you're flying the wall yes yeah yeah uh well yeah because it's it's the two of them we'll, we'll get to that scene but mm-hmm. it's two, and then the fbi and then the detective yeah. fanning you know, mark ruffalo's character all you know just kind of like pursuing but cautiously pursuing uh tom cruise and and jamie fox's character to the to the site of the fourth mm-hmm. hit but we're still in the third hit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's cool. Um, because because even the between the third and fourth hit, another great soundtrack piece gets dropped. Uh, I forget who sings it, but it's Destino. Oh, sorry, oh, that's your phone. My bad. I'll go ahead and put that. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we <We're> good. <laughs> my cat, my cat will take care of it. All right, he'll investigate, make sure it's safe. Yeah, that song, Destino de Abril, when he's meeting with uh, uh, uh Felix. Oh yeah, in the in Mexican uh, club. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to L.A. a couple of times, and, uh oh, twice. Yeah, that's a couple. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, like, there's so much of that city. I've never really fully explored it. I've I, Like, I've been to, like, where I had to work, where I had to sleep, and then I've been to, like, I did the horse trail in the Hollywood sign, and then I went to In-N-Out Burger. That was, like, my, that's, and, and I went to the Kodak Theater. Yeah. That was the totality of my experience in L.A., so all these different pockets of neighborhoods with different cultures and ethnicities, I just... I believe it's like that. Mm-hmm. It, if it's not, I mean, I think Michael Man's Michael Man is an LA kind of guy, so yeah. I think he knows how to paint these pictures mm-hmm. of this canvas of what the city looks like at night. And you know, all these films that are set in LA. Like this one, kind of looks different from all the other ones.
4: Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah, the color, even like the, the color grading on the on the edit when mm-hmm. they were doing it. So it's got this very. Um, ominous green, like kind of well, like. Well, it
0: was shot on on DV. Oh, that makes sense. So I, I know because it looks kind of degraded, right? A little mm-hmm. bit in some some scenes, and it looks kind of like choppy's not the right word, but uh, I don't know. It's not it's... as smooth in 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 pristine looking as other big productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got this grittiness to I'm like the
4: 20, almost like 28 Days Later because they shot the same. On they DV shot that oil? movie on DV, and it looks got that that just kind of. Uh, I don't want to say low quality as if it's a bad thing, but that low quality grain to it. Yeah. Where even like the low light all the low light scenes have this grittiness to them. Mm-hmm. And since the entire movie's at night, the entire movie has this very kind of gritty feel to it
0: Into and that lack of light. Yeah. Right. Um so we're in the jazz club. Mhm. Sorry. <laughs> and then uh no, and and um, the jazz band's playing, the guy just doing a trumpet solo and uh I like I like how Jimmy Fox is kind of just like you can tell, still tell he's kind of like out of out of his world, out of his element. He doesn't go, he doesn't like jazz, as he tells Tom Cruise before this, this scene. He's absorbing his environment because this is not a, this is Ellie is his town, but he does not know where he's at, mm-hmm. and it's like that's basically Vincent, like you know, totally taking control of of Max's character, and then like yeah. like Vincent's little. You know, trying to explain to him the nuances of jazz—it's yeah. it's behind the beat, you know, or off beat behind the melody—and and, and uh, which is true of 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 jazz. Um, and then the the analogous mention of that's how, how the night's going—you like, mm-hmm. think it's gonna go one way, but they fuck you, Bob. We're doing it this way instead. Um. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, I feel like he was
4: he was lying a little bit when he said I don't like jazz. I feel like he was just trying to like. Say something to get out, trying to attempt to get out of it. But Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. I feel like almost because he when he was he was listening to jazz with the with Jada Pinkett in the car mm-hmm. and kind of like that.
0: Well, that was way really jazz. That was more R and Yeah, I feel But he was
4: so like he was. Still, like, he was but maybe that's true. I was probably maybe I just kind of I see the those two genres kind of really similarly. But it almost felt like, I almost thought he was lying. Really not. Yeah, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm a connoisseur of music, just not that kind. Fair enough. That's but why. um, but then when he when he asked the questions about the. You know, where did he learn to play? He was like he knew he kind of like oh, he was it was at school. he went to this and Juilliard. Yeah, he kind of went he kind of answered the question. But I thought that whole scene I, I thought they were gonna have like a good conversation about um, kind of what Jamie Fox is doing in the world at the, in that in that club. I thought that's where that scene was heading. I got bamboozled and then <laughs> the, it turns out he was there for a hit. Like, I, oh, I didn't yeah. realize that for a while until the guy was sitting down at their table. I was like, oh, I see what's going on. But it took me up until that guy was
0: sitting down at the table and they were having just a conversation. He was telling him a story. And I was like, oh. So, you know, the first time – I remember the first time I watched this film. I was actually in Iraq. I mm-hmm. was on my first deployment. So it's been a hot minute. <laughs> and I got this on, like, the – you know, the um, pirated DVDs sure. with, like – with like eight movies on one disc. The share of. drive well the the buzz before the share drive underground. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was watching this watching this scene and I was totally I was completely bamboozled. <laughs> like they're sitting uh, her, uh Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox are sitting there watching the the band play. Tom Cruise like tells the waitress she slips him some extra money, Hey, I wanna buy him a drink when he's done playing. The guy sits down and they're and they're having a good conversation about uh what's his name? Daniel. Right, mm-hmm. the, the player, the player yeah. how he, you know, met Miles Davis, and he's got a great backstory. It's it was just fun to listen to, mm-hmm. th- you know, the the life that the the world that is no longer there. You know, mm-hmm. he went to Vietnam and then came back. Jazz is not as popular, contemporarily speaking. And then Tom Cruise hits him with like, I got told so and so and so and so, that story. Oh yeah, the. the I don't, I cannot remember the name of it. It was the, like the, I, I want to
4: say it's got to be like cartels or, so whoever right. pays him. Yeah. But. I you know, knew, I knew it was like the cartel people mm-hmm. or whoever it was supposed to be. I had to turn on the subtitles when I heard that. I was like, what the hell did he just say?
0: And I saw it. Yeah, it's like Cartagena oh, or something. And got it. But as soon as he said that and you see his face, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Daniel's face change like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. like he's, like his soul got sucked out of his body. Like, oh shit. And, uh. And then that, but the same thing happened to me. Like I'm a ginger, I had no soul. But if I had one, it, it <laughs> yeah, went away. It would, it would have left my. Mind. <laughs> it was gone. Um, and then yeah, you're right. Jamie Fox tries to tries to save him a little bit because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise offers Daniel a, uh, a, a get out of jail free card. Hey, answer this question and you, and you can walk out of here, leave this town tonight, never come back, and we'll, you know whatever we'll, we'll part ways. And uh, but he he answers. He answered the question and very, cock- very, very cocky
4: too when he answered it.
0: <laughs> he's like, I know Daniel? every
4: yeah, the Daniel. Oh. He's like, I know everything about
0: Miles Davis. It, it, but see, I think I believed him too because I did too. I was like, okay, cool. He's gonna get to walk. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna be all right. But Spoiler Jamie like. Fox was well, Max rather Jamie mm-hmm. Fox's character called him out like he played him because as soon as he answered the question, Tom Cruise pulled out. Now he has a silencer, a mm-hmm. suppressor, and then he blows him right. Oh man. Choo, choo. Right in the face, right in the head. I was like, what? (laughs) Shit. Although he catches his chin and he slowly sets him down, too. I'm pissed off that that he he played Daniel, but that was still fucking smooth. Yeah, and I was
4: was trying to figure out what conversation I was expecting to hear there. Mm -hmm. And it was after the first hit when he's talking, when he's trying to basically rationalize why he kills people to. To Max or Jamie Fox's character, yeah. he's like, "Well, you know, you, like you know about Rwanda. You know, all these people die. You know, over there. Who cares if I kill one fat dude here?" Right. And I was like, and I was expecting like that kind of whole conversation to go down there and that not be a hit, but again bamboozled into mm-hmm. it being a
1: hit. What a great story! Mm. I gotta tell the people in and Got to of that story.
2: Folks in Guilder Town and Gardania. Rich. I, I thought you were a cool guy. I'm a cool guy. Good job I contracted to do. Come on, visit. Give the dude a pass. I'm working here. Listen, you don't want to sit up here talking about improvisation and everything like that. You like the guy? You like how he plays? Let's let's just play a little jazz. Come on.
1: Improvise? That's funny. How's this? I'll ask a question. What question? Jazz question. You get it right. We roll. You disappear
2: tonight. If I walk out of here tonight, I will go so far away to be just like I was dead. And one more thing. These people and their rep here, Felix, well, you tell them I'm sorry. You tell them I had to. They laid a grant of immunity on me. I was compelled. It was either play ball or go back inside, and I'm not going back inside. Yeah. Late on me. Where did Miles learn music? I know everything there is to know about Miles. Then let's have it. Music school. You got it in music school, right? His father was a dentist. East St. Louis, invested in agriculture, made plenty of money. He sent Miles to Juilliard School of Music, New York, 1945.
1: To to your track
4: down Charlie on 52nd Street who mentored him for the next three years yeah. so I thought that conversation where he's trying, he rationalizes everything to
0: him was really I mean, really good. you know so in Tom Cruise's or in Vincent's defense because because he, he does like talk about his childhood later on in the film and he says he's kidding he's kidding about some stuff but I think he was really just telling the truth. Like he killed was, his dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I was like, I don't know, man. You're like, people aren't born wired this way. Mm-hmm. Something fucking happened to you as a kid, probably. But going back to that, he, um, you know, his rationalization. It. I'm not saying I agree with it or that it's it's right, but I, the way he he explains it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I you're fucked up, but I see why you are fucked up and why you believe that what you're doing is. Justified yeah, to him, it's
4: just his, his, he refers to it as his work. Like you're screwing with my work, right? Like this is my work. This is what I do for a living. He says that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He says like th- I think like three or four. I remember specifically the one where he was, um, on the when they were you know at the end of the movie and he's like he's like I do this for a living. Yeah. You know, but he he repeats that over and over again. So it's like that's what he just believes.
0: He's, I kind of think that's like him, like convincing himself mm-hmm. more than convincing Jamie Fox. Like, you know, because um, I think it was after the fourth hit at the, at the dance club when he kills Daniel Kim, mm-hmm. or whatever the guy's name was. The, the Korean. The Korean guy. Dancer, yeah. um, Jimmy Fox kind of just turns the dials on him a little bit and is like, you're low, man. Like, mm-hmm. like the the basic what, basic parts that make a human being that should exist in everyone don't exist in you, or, so, or every, however he phrases it, but it's basically saying that like look man your whole way of life is bullshit and they they kind of call e- each other out
3: because
0: mm-hmm. max is bullshitting his entire life not getting off his ass oh yeah and after doing the, what he wants
4: after he after Vincent found out at the
0: the hospital, hospital. yeah which in... is, which is right after the jazz club scene they go to visit mm-hmm. max's mom oh, oh he... we totally we totally forgot about the, the When he tells,
4: he's like, go, go, tell, go tell the... Tell his boss because go like, fuck himself. Go tell, shove that yellow taxi up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like... And it's funny, because when I was watching that, I really started rooting more for Vincent. Because, again, like, he's like, he, he may be a really fucked up person, but he's still trying to help this guy kind of realize where he is, really, in the world. Right. Yeah, you, like, dude, you're just some dude who's just constantly... You, you've been telling yourself you're doing this and this and this for... But you've been doing this for how long? 12 years. Like mm-hmm. he's been trying, he's trying to help him see the light a little bit about what about his, you know, the way he's living his life.
0: And he does that later when, because um, mm-hmm. he had talked about uh, uh, Jamie Fox's character had talked to Vincent about how the fair before him was, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith's character had given him the card, and they were talking. And then later on in the film, Tom Cruise's like, "Are you going to call her?" And yeah, it's like, like "Hey man, are you going to put up or shut up?"
4: Yeah, he's like, "We're gonna if we survive this night, I think you should call her." Right. Which uh, you know, and I think we were. I don't know if we were there yet. I think we're right in the between.
0: Wait, we're, Actually, we're,
4: so before the, cl- the club scene, where he really kind of, where Jamie Fox is, where Max throws the briefcase into the. That,
0: that's after, the, his yeah, at, his right after his mom. Yeah, right after his mom. Then they go see Felix, and then they go to the, the dance club. Yeah,
4: because that's when they that's when they really starts realizing, or he kind of flips that switch when he when he's sitting in front of Felix after he kind of basically he got forced in be, because of you know his own decision to throw the briefcase he got he kind of put himself in that scenario where now he has to go and play play Vincent and act like a badass to get mm-hmm. the information again and so, it really almost empowers him and makes him
0: yeah it gives him some confidence mm-hmm. you know so but yeah let's let's so after uh before we go to the jazz club scene after the second hit in the alley when max gets Assaulted by the gangbangers, and Tom Cruise blows them all away mm-hmm. execution style. Um, in that scene, uh, Max's, because the cops stop Max's cab, the windshield was smashed. Mm-hmm. So his boss calls in and Max answer the fucking phone, blah, 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 whatever. And Tom Cruise just kind of like, he he, acts like he's a lawyer or something, and and he's and he's like trying to like muscle the Max's boss into stopping a dickhead to him, and I'm <laughs> gonna report you to the DMV and well don't don't he, yeah don't don't get too ahead of yourself or like right right, right, right. <laughs> and then yeah he makes jamie Foxx say hey tell his boss to go fuck himself or whatever he says like tell yeah. his yell cap up his fat ass and <laughs> <laughs> yeah but after the jazz scene the boss calls max again and it's about max's mother we find, so we then we find out that max sees his mom who's in the hospital max goes to see her every single night it's like clockwork he goes so Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is like, well, we're gonna go see her because we're not gonna have anything out of the ordinary. You're gonna do like you always do. <laughs> and Max is like, I'm not taking to see my mother. And what's Tom Cruise say like? A,
4: this isn't a, like this isn't a negotiation, right? Or something. Yeah. I think. It's, I think it was that. No.
0: When it, when did this become a negotiation?
4: Oh, that's right because he yeah. uses that line because Max uses that line again later on on the cop. Yeah,
0: right. And uh, so they go to the hospital. I I love how uh there's this I don't know, like I love my mom. Everyone loves their mom, I think. You know, I hope so. Um sometimes, you know, parents just have their way of just getting to us. Mm-hmm. And so Max is wearing that on his sleeve. He's like, Don't buy your flowers. She's just gonna piss and moan about the flowers or a waste of time, waste of money. And I like Vincent Vincent's character. They get to the hospital because Vincent's like, We should buy your mom some flowers. I feel like that, show, that scene shows just how almost disconnected
4: he is from the world. Because he's like, people buy people flowers. I was like, well, I mean... Well,
0: his line was, she carried you in her womb for nine months. Yeah. What she did, but Max knows his mom. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so funny because they go up to the room. Max hands her her flowers. And she what she does, she does what exactly what she says she was going to do. And <laughs> gives them a bunch of shit for it. Like, why are you buy me flowers? Are
4: you spending money on wait, stuff that's going to wilt and die?
0: Right. And then... He points out, "Oh, actually, Vincent bought these flowers," and she just 180, like, "Oh, these are beautiful. Thank you so (laughs) much."
3: What am I gonna do with flowers? Cheer up. How? By worrying that you spend money on stuff that's just gonna wilt and die.
2: See what I mean? I didn't buy you flowers, Mom. He did.
3: Who? What's your name? Sorry, my son is rude. No harm done, ma'am. You paid for my flowers? They're beautiful. Well, Max.
2: This is Vincent. Vincent, this is my mother,
1: Ida. I'm very happy to meet you, Mrs. DeRosher.
3: Oh, just call me Ida. (laughs) Ida,
1: I was with Max when he uh, when he got the call.
3: And you came all the way over here to see me? It's nothing, (laughs) ma'am. Tell my son you have to hold a gun to his head to make him do anything. You must be one of Max's important clients.
1: Client, I uh. You know, I like to think of
3: myself as his friend. Max never had many friends. Always talking to himself in the mirror is unhealthy.
2: Mom, how many times I got to ask you, please don't do that?
3: Do what?
2: Don't, don't talk about me like I'm not right here in the room here.
3: What's he saying?
1: He says he's standing right here in the room here. Yes,
3: you are. <laughs> he's sensitive. I know. But I'm sure you're very proud of him. Of course I'm proud. He started with nothing, you know. <laughs> look at him today. Here, Vegas. Mom, mom,
2: mom, mom, He is not interested in hearing about all of that. Okay? I came to see you. I saw you. You look good. Let's go. No, 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 no,
1: no. no. I am very interested, Ida, Please. <laughs> Limousine, companies. Is that right?
0: Jamie Foxx, like, God damn, what the uh, fuck? I felt <laughs> it so bad,
4: so bad for him in that yeah. that moment.
0: But I, you know, I try to like dissect that scene, and I don't really understand what. And I think what I, what, I, what I do understand, I think that, because I, I know that moms know. Moms know, they, even though Max was lying to her about everything, I think she knows deep down that he's just not where he could be. And she's just like, kind of just frustrated with him.
4: Yeah, it's almost like she's being mean to him to kind of push him to do better. But like he doesn't know that, or it's like he's not realizing that. But that's what—that's maybe how she's thinking about it. It's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a dick to him until he, you know, gets his act right.
0: Yeah. What, which is funny because he does tell her. So we find out that he does tell her that. Oh, he does own this Libum company or whatever he has, his cab company, and <laughs> Tom Cruise shoves that in his face later. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. So after the whole mom visit at the hospital, Jamie Foxx runs out. Tom Cruise's up his briefcase mm-hmm. and chucks it over the the bridge on, onto the freeway, mm-hmm. blowing the Smithereens money. There's the computer. There's all I'm these. Sure you things.
4: saw like the the suppressor to his pistol. You saw all kinds of stuff like fly out of that thing. Yep.
0: Tom Cruise is pissed.
4: I I know. I was and, and, like, the first time you see that movie, you're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. James Fox is so dead. After that, and I love how he like just. Instead of shooting him, he just he takes him to the ground in like the slickest way possible. Like yeah. leg sweeps him onto the ground. He's like, "Let's see what else you can do."
3: How my
1: prison was going with my work.
0: Let's see what else you can do. Then we cut to uh well, before we get to Jamie Fox having to go meet Felix, mm-hmm. we have we, go, we we regroup back to Mark Ruffalo, yes, who he he goes to the morgue, he sees all the victims, he sees the second victim which we never see, but mm-hmm. well, we see him when he's alive, and we see some of the gangbangers that Tom Cruise executed in the corner or the more guys mm-hmm. like looking at the the, the all... pattern of the of the wounds, yeah, they were all done by the same shooter, yeah. so he believes no, shot tight tight mm-hmm. groups and then so that prompts mark ruffalo's character do some more digging and then um and then it goes to the fbi and the fbi is staking out all these people that were getting killed because he recognizes the second victim who was in the morgue mark ruffalo recognizes like oh this guy and the guy my guy who's the first victim they're connected mm-hmm. and then after some detective work finds out that they all belong to felix whoever this fucking felix person is, we don't know yet
4: and they, they mention that it's like, well, the, the, his partner mentions, like, well, that's FBI territory. You know, we, we're not going to touch it. Right. But then he's just, once he sees the connections there, he's like, well, I got to say something now.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's too perfect mm-hmm. that these guys are all connected and they're all getting wiped off the earth in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And so someone's cleaning house. So he goes to the FBI, and the FBI are also watching Felix, where our main characters, characters just have to go to next. So, and of course, Mark Ruffalo, his biggest piece of evidence of any, well, not evidence, his biggest conjecture he's riding on is his cab that witnesses saw. And he sees a cab with a busted windshield hanging outside of Felix's place, which Mm belongs to Jimmy Fox. Yeah. And uh, what's next?
1: We're going to go to a place called El Rodeo. It's on Washington Boulevard, Pico Rivera.
2: Where are at on Washington? Look it up.
1: Limos, huh? Don't stop. Yeah, I'm not the one lying to my
2: mother. She hears what she wants to hear. I don't disillusion her. Yeah, right. Maybe she hears what you tell her. Whatever I tell her is never good enough anyway. It's always been that way. So what's at El Rodale? Just drive.
1: They project onto you their flaws. They don't like about themselves, their lives, whatever. They rank on you instead. Not a father like that. Mothers are worse. Wouldn't know, my mother died before I remember What happened to your father? Hated everything I did. Got drunk, beat me up, foster homes, went back with him, like that. Then I killed him. I was 12. (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding. He died of liver disease.
2: Well, I'm
4: sorry. No, you're not. Oh, I, I, well, that 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 whole scene inside of that club was awesome. Just kind of seeing his Jamie Foxx's transformation into this more confident. Mm-hmm. Version of himself, right? Where he's like, You tell that dude I'm gonna shove that gun up his ass if he, if he keeps holding it. If he's beat his bitch ass to death, with oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, He just all of a sudden becomes confident and and I mean, uses
0: that to his advantage. Well, Tom Cruise kind of, yeah, Tom Cruise have pushed, he pushed the screws to Jamie Foxx, like, mm-hmm. Hey, you fucking threw my shit over the fucking bridge. I, I can't not finish my job, so we're gonna, but I don't meet people because that's how I work you are gonna go meet this fearless guy who hired me and you are gonna get the rest of the info on you for the rest of my hits for the night and Jimmy Fox is stalling and he's like uh, how long have you been doing this uh, you know just trying to like kick the can down the road a little bit mm-hmm. to kind of annoy Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is like get the fuck out of the car yeah. and go inside
4: <laughs> oh yeah he, he gets some and it's funny because he ends up using that information in the thing in the little, yeah yeah he's like how long he's like it's like, I've been doing this for six years. Have I ever, you know, screwed up? Right, right, right. No.
0: I, it was good, though, because, like, the whole... Up until that point, the entire movie, Jamie Foxx's max character has been this meek, you know, chill, like, doesn't want any trouble.
4: Mm-hmm. He's, he's very just content with
0: where he was at, where, with where he was
4: at in life, kind of,
0: like, not really going to rise above until he gets kind of forced into... <laughs> and, and the whole reason why he doesn't run off just in there is because Tom Cruise says if you don't come back in, I don't know, he said ten or fifteen minutes, I'm gonna execute your mother mm-hmm. on the way out of town. So he's got that riding on him as well. But yeah, so we meet Felix, played, uh, you know, I, that was before I knew who Javier Bardem was. Mm-hmm. I saw him. I,
4: I almost didn't. Re- I didn't recognize him at first, but I heard. It, I heard the voice.
0: Yeah, he's got a very distinct voice. Yeah,
4: I knew. like... I knew the voice. So I was like, I, I was like, I can't, I can't put my finger on. It. I got, I think that's him. So I, I was, I was, i i i IMD, the movie. Right. As I was doing, as I was watching it again, I was like, that is holy crap. So I, was, I have a uh, in my notes. I was like, A-list actors. and I have tick marks for every single one that I've been saying. I mean, at the time, he really wasn't, but now watching, it, I was like, there's like six A-listers in that movie. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I um, I think I didn't see Javier Bardem. Why well, I didn't like watch him in anything and. Recognize it was Javier Bardem to watch No country for old men, oh, yeah. And then I, I kind of worked backwards. I saw, like, was it Babel? Mm-hmm. Was he in Babel? I think he was. I think he was. And then I saw, no, he was in, he's a beautiful breath. It was in Babel. I have to look this up. And then he was in, a, of course, Collateral. Mm-hmm. But again, he's in, he's in one scene and he's at the door and you know, he's gone. Still, a really good scene though. And then, you know, but yeah, the whole, the whole set piece of that Mexican club, mm-hmm. um, or whatever clubs Tejano they were in the, in the okay well
4: at least in the subtitles it says Tejano music you know, but you're, you know you're a Texas guy you yeah, know. so I I knew, knew that I knew the music right off the bat but I just thought that was funny it's like oh they're in LA but it's a Tejano club where there's just a bunch of people in cowboy outfits line dancing everyone was a
0: cowboy outfits that was I've mm-hmm. never seen that in my life like the only because I'm from the south too every time I've gone to like a rodeo or, or a fucking hoedown kind of a shindig mm-hmm. it's always been just white folk doing mm-hmm. that kind of shit
4: Oh yeah, no. Once you go into the Tex, like Texas, one of the border states. Yeah. You'll, you'll you go to like an actual Tejano club or a or a line dancing club. Everybody, no matter who you are, you're dressed like a cowboy. You got the boots, you got the flannel,
0: but and some it, belt is it, buckle. Is that like just a style, or are people actually out there doing no, the, doing the thing? It's definitely
4: just a style now. Okay. It, I mean, it once was, obviously, but yeah, yeah. Now it's just a it's just the look. You know, I, I guarantee most of those people don't really embody the lifestyle of a, of a of a cowboy.
0: I mean, like, I know in L.A. County there are ranches and there's places to go view cowboy mm. shit. But, like, like where they were at in the city, look like, pretty far away from all of those things. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so we meet Javier Bardem. And, he, and he, eventually after a much... That's a great little scene, too, because, again, like, I know you're, you're really... Come back to that, that moment, that 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 moment where Jamie right. Foxx has, has to flip the script a little bit and and stop being a little bitch about things, mm-hmm. and be a badass. Yeah. Um, you know, totally is Javier Bardem's character and all of his little fucking goons who <laughs> are surrounding him, pulling mm-hmm. their guns out on him, and that was a good scene. Yeah. That was that was that was fucking tight. Yeah.
4: Because <laughs> the, the suspense was really building. Because like if you don't stop, because they're they're like slowly figuring him out until he starts. Yeah. To act like a, you know, act like
0: Vincent. Right, right, right.
2: But... I think you should tell the guy behind me to put that gun down.
3: What did you say?
2: I said I think you should tell the guy behind me to put his gun away before I take it and beat his bitch ass to death with
3: Bedroom? I
2: don't know. You tell me. That's why I tossed the list. The workups, all of that shit, to protect, in part, your Hermes Fassanabla ass. What do you think I like coming in here? But hey, shit happens. Got to roll with it, adapt. Darwin, I Ching. The fat man, the penthouse guy, the jazz man. At least two. Can you finish? In six years. Have I and then after that
4: that's when they move on to the, you know, that's when they move on to the nightclub scene and that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire or you know setups mm-hmm. for that entire movie it was just the song leading up where you're starting to tie in because now you know the FBI is on to them yeah. well, they, they,
0: they hear the surveillance picks up mm-hmm. Vincent. Jimmy Fox saying he's Vincent because mm-hmm. he, he's because he's, he's posing for Tom Cruise's character And yeah. so they just go off the black guy wears glasses drives a cab goes by Vincent and that's their only intelligence that they have Yeah, and are tailing him all the way to the club the fever club. fever yeah. yes. Yes. And yes. They,
4: yes and I just love to the soundtrack too just everybody kind of like converging because everybody's got a role to play everybody's you know knows yeah. what they're doing everybody's getting set up for it the FBI's like hey take down this person we need to get him out of here you've got um Mark Ruffalo's character, Fanning, detective, yeah, yeah, detective, detective Fanning. Fanning. He's got his own kind of. You can tell he wants. He's going to go on his own path a little bit with this. Right. And then you've got Vincent, and them you know they all have their own goals, and they're all about to converge on this one place. And you
0: know it's going to be a total cluster
4: when it gets when they all meet.
0: Uh, you know we we've both been talking about the 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 uh, Paul Oakenfold song "Ready, Steady, Go." Yeah. I want when we're talking about this whole scene, it won't have it like like, in the track below us, yeah. brought, like, under our our discussion, like, have it play. Yeah. <laughs>
4: that was such it's, a nostalgic song, too. It is. It's
0: so, it's so catchy and hooky. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't even do that kind of dancing, but I, I would dance to that song. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny,
4: because I, like, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, man, what happened to, like, clubs where it's just, like, that kind of, like, beat? They're still out there. That's just, I wish I could find them. <laughs> There's a few in D.C. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know what they're called, but I've, like, I, sh- I went to one, and uh, I... I mean, but it's totally not my kind of scene. So I came in, I got a drink with, with some people, and I'm like, eh, I, I bailed. Yeah. But
4: I want to go to a place that strictly plays like Hathaway, um, Oakenfold, and Darude. The <laughs> Just Rude, 90, like early, early 2000s bangers. <laughs> it's a
0: very specific genre. Yeah. <laughs> you really funnel down to a very specific group of people. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm sure between DC and Baltimore, there has got a big club that, does, that caters to those <laughs> those tastes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that whole uh, uh, scene in Club Fever, it was very stressful, but it was very fun to watch because, like, everyone's trying to figure everyone out, everyone else out. And then, again, you see Tom Cruise being that methodical hunter, mm-hmm. you know. again, it. It's a testament to, I don't, like, or I don't believe in what he does, but I believe in how he does it. Yeah. You know, that makes sense.
4: Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm like, I don't agree with the fact that he's a killer, but I can see why he's doing it. Yeah.
0: Well, he, like, I mean, like, and I can see why he's so good, because oh, yeah. like he doesn't, he, he just like, casually just cracks the neck of all these fucking, oh I know bodyguards, and he's like, excuse me, and just that like, was brutal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally,
4: excuse me, like that's his way of saying it to people.
0: Yeah, he like does like that sidekick to the dude's knee, and dude goes down hard, and like that dude was doing nothing to you, Tom Cruise, <laughs> leave him alone. I that that those those kinds of scenes are really kind of.
4: <laughs> um, I don't want to say irk me, but they make me kind of scared because I'm so conscious about my knees, and you know, because of the way I, the way I lift and everything. And when I see somebody just take a shot to the knee like that, it just like hits me in the hits me hard. I was like, oh, that sucks, man. At least he died, so he didn't have to go on like yeah,
0: his, yeah. He wants to worry about losing losing leg strength in his back squats, and yeah, in, in his power cleans. Uh, he, I mean that, God. A- Andrew's a Andrew's a strong lifter. Listener mm. li- all you listeners out there, he, he lifts heavy shit a lot. What's your what's your uh, max now for a back squat or front squat? Well my back squat's four
4: thirty five, but my it's Fuck you. My, my well it's the, good the best one. Most of my clean and jerk though is three sixty five. Now. I just hit it the other way. It was like three or four days oh. ago. Three sixty five. Clean and jerk. Yeah. And then my snatch is two hundred and eighty pounds. That's pretty that's not two
0: hundred and eighty on a snatch?
4: Yeah. So I, I have enough. Is that in
0: your story recently?
4: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it I was. I saw that and
0: I saw your face and like he's like he's gonna buckle. Yeah, but no, I, I
4: saved it. I almost did, but so I, without going too far off the rails. No, if I get, if I can make those lifts in competition, I can qualify for the national championships for my weight class.
0: You're what? What? 185?
4: 180? Um, I'll be in the 89 kilo weight class, which is 191 pounds and below.
0: Okay, roughly. If you're not. You're about my size as far as mm-hmm. weight. So we just. Make us stronger than
4: I am. <laughs> I'm. A, well, I'm uh, I don't want to throw the age in your face, but I am a little younger too. So I'm. I'm kind of riding. Man. I'm riding the young wave they right d- now.
0: Enjoy it while you can. It <laughs> yeah. goes quick, man. Yeah. It goes quick. Yeah. But so after. Uh, yes. Yeah, so he. Tom Cruise gets through the crowd and he executes his fourth hit, which was Kim. And I don't know how he does this. He manages to get out. To get out from the back of the club where Kim and his entourage were mm-hmm. at. Do 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 his thing, and he's outside before Jimmy Fox and Fanning can get out the door. Oh, I know he just—he's got a cab waiting there I, too. I love the the Did you way. You
4: that? Yeah, I know that was awesome. It was like ready. It was already kind of like in position to leave. Right. But I love the um, just the way he executed the fourth guy, Kim. Just because he he shoots, runs out of ammo. I don't know why I just thought that was a nice touch. He runs out of ammunition, does a reload, mm-hmm. fires one more, and then walks away. Just holsters it and walks away like a badass. And he's like I'm done.
0: Cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> yeah, right? very much so. Uh, I mean, but like he uh he, he does that, but you know, I think he cuz he shot him like what? He did three rounds to mm-hmm. to the chest instead of his two and he won the headshot. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude takes no chances like a like double tap, quadruple tap. Mm-hmm. You know, like he now he's pretty certain the dude's yeah. dead. He's not coming back from that. So and then, and then, but so, but while Tom Cruise is handling all the the Korean bodyguards and, and his fourth hit, Mark Ruffalo actually finds uh, uh, Jv Fox's character and mm-hmm. he believes him like, hey man, I know you're I know probably you're not. not the killer. I'm here to take you out of here. Well, that goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I mean. I I was, That like, I, I would kind of piss
4: me off. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that's that's when the movie started taking a turn for me. I was like, man, why'd you got to kill the guy? Yeah. Well, okay, I say kill, but it looked like he chested him, and I guarantee he was wearing body
0: armor going into that. It, so it looks like he probably bit it. But, yeah. But I, well, I, didn't understand, I, I don't know how good Tom Cruise is, but in that scene, Jamie Foxx exits the club first, and Mark Roth was still working through the crowd, mm-hmm. but Tom Cruise still knows to shoot him. Like is that is that because the script was just that late that week in that part, yeah. or was it just Tom Cruise just that good? It's never really fully addressed.
4: Yeah, I, I'm just gonna throw it up to him being that good, just because I feel like he he's shown he up to that point thus far that he is yeah. a total badass. He yeah he he hasn't let me down
0: yet in the but badass. department. when I
4: but when he start when he got to the point where he killed the officer that's or the you know fanning detective fanning that's when i started realizing because i was almost like rooting for tom cruise's character for vincent and then i started then when that happened i was like oh great
1: you're alive i saved you do i get any thanks no all you can do is clam up you want to talk give me the fuck off
2: You have to kill Fanning. The fuck is Fanning? Fanning, the cop. Why'd you have to kill him? He's probably got family, kids that gonna grow up without him. He believed me. Oh, oh, I should have saved him because he no, believed you. No, not that. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, that. What's wrong with that?
1: That's what I do for a living.
2: Some living. Head downtown. What's downtown?
1: How are you at math? Sorry for five hits, I did four. Why didn't you just kill me and get another cab drop? Cause you're good. We in this together. Fates intertwined, cosmic coincidence, oh, you know. Oh, you full of shit. Oh, crap, I'm full of shit. You're a monument of it. You done bullshitted yourself, all I am is taking out the garbage, killing bad people. Well, the, yeah, well that's what you said. You believe me?
2: <laughs> then what'd they do?
1: How do I know, you know? Look at that witness for the prosecution look to me. Probably some major federal indictment of somebody who majorly does not want to get indicted.
2: So that's the reason.
1: That's the why. There's no reason. There's no good reason. There's no bad reason to live or to die. Then what are you? Different.
4: Still a bad guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad guy, and then just kind of seeing um, Max's just at that point downfall. Like he started like he was on this high. And then he was almost out. Yeah, he was almost made it, and then it just crumbles. And he's like, "That's when another like switch flipped." He just didn't care. And I saw him when he drove off. He just like sideswiped all the vehicles. But you know what?
0: I think what happened. I think Tom Cruise's character in that scene, I don't think he was trying to like cut off Max's escape. I think was trying. He thought he was still trying to like protect Max. Mm -hmm. Because I guess he saw he was a cop. Uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo was still a cop. It's like, oh no 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 no! You're not. You're with me and yeah, so he kills saved you well he does because he saves him then he saves him before too at the um where's he saved him at before and he, and he kind of gives him a, gives him a look no in the club it was in the club yeah cause it he like, right just the...
4: gives him like a death stare because he's like he told like he's like I'm, I want you to move 15 feet to the front and three to the side well because I
0: think it was the FBI or, or was the Felix's goons mm-hmm. also came yeah. to the club yeah everyone's just following uh, Max and Vincent the whole night um they had like the red dot sight set on on Jamie Fox, and Tom Cruise blows them away, and gives him Jimmy Fox looks like, "Yeah, motherfucker, I got your back. Yeah, you are roll with me, dude. You're cool." Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, after that, but after the club scene, uh, club fever, Jamie Fox is like, "Fuck." Yeah, he's like, "I God don't Damn care. it!
4: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I don't give a shit anymore. I don't care."
1: Millions of galaxies of hundreds of millions of stars and a speck on one. That's us, lost in space. The cop, you, me. Who notices?
2: What? What's with you? As in. As in if somebody had a gun to your head and said, you gotta tell me what's going on with this person over here, or I'm gonna kill you. What is driving him? What was he thinking? You know, you couldn't do it, could you? Because. They would have to kill your ass because you don't know what anyone else is thinking. I think you're low, my brother, way low. Like, what were you, one of those institutionalized raised guys? Anybody home? And and the standard parts that are supposed to be there and people in you aren't. Why would you kill me
1: Well, the cab is not back. Sigmund Freud meets Dr. Ruth.
2: Answer the question.
1: Look in the mirror. Paper towels, a clean cab, the little company someday. How much you got saved?
2: I didn't know your business.
1: Someday, someday, my dream will come. One night you'll wake up and you'll discover it never happened. It's all turned around on you, and it never will. Suddenly, you are old. It didn't happen, and it never will, because you were never gonna do it anyway. You're pushing in a memory that's zoned out in your barco lounger, being hypnotized by daytime TV for the rest of your life. So don't you talk to me about murder? And all it ever took was a down payment on a Lincoln Town car. For that girl, you can't even call that girl fuck you still doing driving a cab
4: and he starts like sideswiping and speeding and he start. i think he loses all kind of um care for his own life almost because he just starts speeding he's like i don't care anymore
0: he starts hitting the red lights i think you know what's between the two of them they kept pushing each other, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Tom Cruise kept giving him shit about not you know, lying to your mom about having your business and not actually starting your business and not calling that girl. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Jamie Foxx turns around throws shit in his face. Oh, yeah, you're a sociopath, and, and, and mm-hmm. you're, the way you live life is fucking shitty, and blah, blah, blah. So they're kind of like doing this round-robin thing where they're just punching each other in circles. And I think Jamie Foxx kind of was like – he kind of knew, despite all Tom Cruise's – Oh man, when we get out of this. All that kind of bullshit pep talk. He was still gonna kill him at the end of the night. Oh yeah, definitely. There's, there's no way he's gonna let him live. That's
4: the. Well, that's a huge loose
0: end to your story. Well, because he, like he even asked him, like, "Why haven't you killed me yet?" And Tom Cruise is like, "Oh, you're good." Yeah. No, no man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. You're good. But yeah,
4: you know, he just. I was expecting. Yeah, you you just kind of knew he was gonna, eat it in the end. Yeah. If if they survive the night.
1: Red light.
2: But you know what? New news. It doesn't matter anyway. What does it matter anyway? We're all insignificant out here in this big ass nowhere. Twilight Zone shit. Says the badass sociopath in my back seat. You know what? It's so the one thing I gotta thank you for, bro, because until now, I never looked at it that way. What does it matter? It don't fucking sub- fix it. What do we got to lose anyway, right? Slow down. What? Gonna shoot me. you gonna pull the trigger and kill us. Go ahead and shoot my ass. Slow the hell down. You're gonna, do? you gonna shoot me. You gonna shoot me now? You gonna kill us? Huh? We'll shoot my ass in. Huh? Shoot me. Slow what? down! You
0: know what, Go fuck yourself. So, yes, yeah, so Jamie Foxx goes off the rails, crashes the cab. And I love that scene, though. After the, the cab is crashed, it's flipped oh, yeah. over, and Tom Cruise opens up the window and starts smacking him with a stick. Shit <laughs> yeah. yeah. cracks He's him up just like, every time. Like you son of a bitch. <laughs> like he just has to get those like hits in, and then he just leaves. Tom Cruise bails, and then the cop shows up. And uh, Jamie Fox is coming out of the wreck. He's all dizzy, but the uh, Vincent's computer is display shows the fifth and final victim, and it's Mm -hmm. Dun 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 Jada Pinkett Smith. That's and I that kind of
4: struck me too. I wasn't expecting that at all. And then because I was still kind of on the, I was I knew that Vincent was a bad dude now after he shot the cop, but that really was like the nail in the coffin when you saw the DA or the the attorney the the prosecutor mm-hmm. on the list. And I was like, oh, no, he's killing prosecutors now. He's yeah. definitely bad. He's,
0: yeah. He's, uh, he completely, because it's all witnesses that mm-hmm. are getting killed. Uh, Daniel, probably Peter Lim. That's the name, Peter Lim. Yeah. Peter Kim.
4: I don't Lim, know. I think, was the. I, it was Lim because I, I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, yeah, so they're all witnesses, and then, of course, the prosecution. So all the ammunition going against Felix is being just swiped away and uh, I mean Tom Cruise is none the wiser he's like hey as a person the dot on their fo- on their forehead target on their forehead and that's and you get paid pay me bucks to do it I think he's I think it's very objective he's being very objective about it like mm-hmm. you know A to B was money for me yeah that's you know but Jamie Foxx is like oh no because that's that's his girl you know oh, yeah not really but like he feels he there's he, a connection there there is a connection there and, uh, that scene, the only, if I could gripe about anything in this movie, it was that scene that between when Jamie Foxx ties up the cop, because the cop finds Ramon's body in the trunk of the cab, finally, mm-hmm. and, um, Jamie Foxx, anyway, so Jamie Foxx ties up the cop, handcuffs him and runs up out to go chase Tom Cruise, go find, Jaden uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. which they're in LA, like, and they, and both of them are on foot. Like, it's not a small town.
4: Like, no, I, I, yeah, I was kind of curious, like, where the hell, like, how does, one, you're just kind of, like, going off of memory where you know this place is, and you're going to sprint the entire way there. And I,
0: yeah, but it seemed like that scene just took forever for them, and, I, like, it was good once Tom Cruise was in her building, and it was, like, cutting the power off, and you see his shadow, mm-hmm. like, cast against the wall, like, it was kind of, that was a good scene, mm-hmm. It rem- reminded me of that scene in Jurassic Park when the kids are running away from the raptors. Oh, yeah. A little bit, but, you know. the Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I – um well, back to the – right before when he's on the phone with her and the phone keeps cutting out. Yeah. And you have this awesome rack focus of, you know, her in her office down to him on the, on the yeah. ground floor in, yeah. the, in the parking garage on the roof. Yeah, and I was like, that was such a nice shot when nice he's shot. just – you know, you see the relationship between the two and it's like, he's so close yet so far mm-hmm. from this and he can't at the, in the moment. He's almost like powerless. Right. And you right, can, right. It's really like, um, it hits home like psychologically too. You see him so far away. And honestly, I wasn't a huge fan of that, that kind of chase in the office where it was like very kind of like cookie cutter kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to find you in the dark
0: yeah, uh, and I seemed like like as Tom Cruise he had, he saw the phone off the hook, um, the line was busy, and I guess he put the pieces together what force she was on. But yeah, it just took forever. Yeah, I just uh, that's one part of the movie I'm kind of like, yeah. ho hum about. But I do like that one scene where Max comes in, and he shoots Vince in the ear. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> and it, well, Tom Cruise goes to chase them, and he jumps out, he throws the chair out. And yeah, he trips <laughs> on just his own chair. chair. Yeah. That part, was, that, was, that was a good little I, touch. Feel like,
4: I feel like, I don't know if that was even scripted. I feel like he just kind of... I think that was just, yeah, just, just it naturally... C- kind of
0: happened and it let it in.
4: Yeah. And, uh, I like how there also wasn't any... Like, part of me like like he dislikes it, but at the same time, I liked it. When he was like, what are you going to do? I thought there might have been a little more dialogue between the two. Be like, what are you going to do? And he just, like, straight up <laughs> shoots him in the ear.
0: You know, that was a... Again, that was also a, a problem I had with that scene, was... If I was Tom Cruise, I saw... Jada Pinkett Smith, I'm not speaking. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm and I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah, job so, is complete.
4: Yeah, you are a professional. Like you, you, you know that you have the upper hand here, but you just he kind of like gives it away to, to
0: Max. I mean, I mean, someone could argue that Max did show up just in time, but that the whole space of time between when Tom Cruise has the beat on her to when Jamie Fox actually shows up in that scene. He already would have put three rounds in her. Yeah, it
4: seemed like it was very. It was delayed on. Very cheap, almost. I don't know. I guess kind of cheesy. Like I'm gonna, I'm like, he's gonna. He's gonna like almost savor the the, the
0: chase a little bit, and he's. It, yeah. It
4: just seemed kind of. It seemed kind of tropish. Like the yeah. bad
0: guy, to the bad guy hitting the, the button to blow up the city. He's gonna mm-hmm. have a monologue first.
4: Yeah, that's and it's it, like I, just get to the point, dude. Exactly, and you because he's he's shown me thus far that he's a very to the point guy. Mm-hmm. But in this one scene, he just isn't, and he, he has that few seconds, which is enough time for Max's character to come in, or Max to come in and save the day. Yeah. Right.
3: But
0: uh, anyway, so now um, I did like, I mean, I, I kind of saw it kind of, I can even remember this in my first viewing of it, after Jamie Foxx and JW Smith escape, they run down the building, and she wants to go to the street. He's like, no, let's take the subway. Tom Cruise follows. Tom Cruise doesn't know where they go because they're already they've already split by the time mm-hmm. he gets to, to the lobby, which he had to run down the stairs. There, in the elevator. He he like yeah. Takes I, the stairs. I, down. I believe that that scene took place on the sixteenth floor. <laughs> I mean, he was hauled. he could have been on a fireman's pole, still yeah. wouldn't have gotten there fast enough. Yeah. Um. But uh. <laughs> but, and then he gets he gets out there and he doesn't see them on the street, so he just assumes through the subway. And, like, I kind of saw it, like, he's going to figure out where they go. And I kind of, like... I, I I gave it some latitude, like, he's just that good. He kind of can kind of read their bodies and or read their personalities that they would go the way that they went because he followed them there. Yeah. But I was kind of like, that's a little... He should at least been able to, like, see, like, their shadow or, like, their foot as it crossed the corner. Yeah, yeah Something I... to give him a clue, of, oh, they went that way for sure. Because mm-hmm. he's going off, like, his gut. Just... I mean, again, like... Maybe that's Michael Mann trying to tell us, oh, he's just that good.
4: Yeah, that or I, I was even trying to dissect that whole part too because I got when I got to that scene, I was like, well, how does he know? And I was looking around. I was looking at, in the scene. I was like, maybe he's just like all the doors are locked. There's really only one way to get out of here. If that's yeah. the case, because he's got the keys, so it must have been you know down right, 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 in the down there. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I rationalized it. Was thinking that thinking not, that yeah, way. It's but, not really
0: fully explained, but again, I kind of roll with it. But then. It got even weirder. or I don't want to say weirder, but
4: there's two trains that pulled up, and he knew exactly which train to get yeah, on.
0: One on the f- first floor, one mm-hmm. one below it. And I was like, eh. Yeah, that. I, I mean, of course, I'm looking at it from John's perspective. John wouldn't know, but Vincent, super assassin dude, mm-hmm. probably has a better idea where to go. So, oh yeah, I leave it up to the imagination.
4: Yeah, I feel like shit. the 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 movie was on this, you know. Rise, and then when it got to this kind of climaxing scenes, you know, at the end mm-hmm. when they're on, when they're both on the train, it, the the ending kind of almost started falling flat for me a little bit, just because yeah we had seen pretty much kind of the same thing five times to- or four times what do you with mean? with each hit, like we know he's a methodical killer, we know he's a methodical killer, we see it again with uh-huh. the third one where he knows exactly what he's doing, and he right. you know kills kills the jazz, the musician. And then the fourth one, the exact same way he goes in, cleans house in that club, mm-hmm. kills the dude and walks out. And, and, and then at the end, you're like, okay, he's going to, he's going to be this method, he's going to do this methodical thing. And then he doesn't, but it feels kind of like campy almost. And then, then it starts getting a little like, okay, really? Like you knew exactly, he was going to run out of the subway. You knew the exact train he was going to get on. And then there's that whole scene in the subway where I almost felt like they were, like, a re- like you weren't strapped for time. I don't know why you did this, right. where you got off the train, and you were just, like, doing the whole, like, peeking thing yeah, yeah. with him. And he's just holding them to get back on the train. So it's like mm-hmm. you got off the train
0: to get back on the train. I, I want to I give him the, the human factor chip. And what I mean by that, like, they've been going at it all night. He's probably, at this point, he's also shot bleeding out he's probably yeah. stressed he's he's tired Be pissed he's fucking pissed <laughs> off he's like this son of a bitch screwed up the last thing I had to do and he didn't realize that how much of a pain in the ass Max is gonna end up being but you know it is what it is so they go to this they go uh uh Jimmy Fox and Jada Pinkett Smith get on the, the one subway, and they're going and going and going, and they're at like the end of the cab or end of the uh, the, the train, like in the last car. There's mm-hmm. no Russell to keep hiding from. And then this part still kind of cracks me up. How how Vincent, Mister, I shoot tight groups all the time. Yeah. Gets outshot by dude who a seen before didn't know how to turn off the safety on the on the gun. <laughs> I forgot about that.
4: Yeah, yeah, we was trying to figure it out before he could get in the the the, the, the
0: office. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like Okay. And so again, I just attribute that to maybe the human factor of mm. everyone's on adrenaline and everyone's just stressed out. Yeah. And then But yeah, so somehow Jamie Foxx shoots Tom Cruise, like center mass. I mean, it, was, it, was it was it was like
4: down i i saw it because i was thinking about I was like would you really die from that because he shot him low and almost where you're just outside where your stomach would be yeah so where you're like if your heart's upper left you know on your body he shot him like lower right and i was thinking about, i was like that's under your lung like you definitely got gutted but i don't know if that's an instant death but I was, but either way, I think it was just watching because I remember seeing Vincent shoot. He's just kind of like yeah. shooting in a circle almost on this
0: door. He's not even really. Jamie Fox had his eyes closed. Yes, Unlike and blind firing, and he managed to score what came out to be a pretty fatal hit, mm-hmm. um, mortally wounds Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise reaches for his magazine to reload and realize he realizes drops it. He realizes, well, he realizes it ain't there.
4: because yeah. he's using the gun that he pulled off of somebody else. No, he, he pulls a magazine. Oh, he does?
0: And it drops out. It, it falls oh, out of his hand. Oh, okay, okay. And he's like, ugh. And then,
4: I think that's when he realized. He's like, oh, I just
0: got yeah. shot. I, but he like he accepts. Like, hey, no, mm-hmm. well, the buck stops here. Yeah. He just stops giving a shit. He stops trying. He just sits, has a little seat mm-hmm. on the subway. He's like, well. And then he, we, we get that call back yeah. to his little story about the guy who gets on the MTA in L.A., dies, and his body does laps. His corpse does laps around L.A. County. Because that's a scene. That's what he talked yeah. to Jamie Fox with in the beginning. When he talked about how he hates
4: L.A. Because right. you nobody knows each other, and a dude died on the subway and or on the, the tram, and no one noticed for
0: like five or six hours, and this dude's doing laughs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's good, like foreshadowing of, of of course we didn't know it at the time, but you know. he
4: becomes that exactly He becomes exactly what he
0: said. Right.
1: Gets on the MTA here in LA and dies. Think anybody will notice?
0: JB Fox and Pinkett Smith get off the train. They they go about their their day. You know, I'm happy it ended there. I kind of, you know, the the happy person to me when some closure where like, oh, Jimmy Fox started his limo business mm-hmm. and she went on to, uh, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith went on to get, take down Felix in her prosecution despite having no more witnesses apparently. Mm-hmm. You know, but we don't get about that. It's a very bleak ending.
4: Yeah, at the end of the day that all those witnesses are still dead. Yeah, they're <laughs> all
0: gone and they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but, <clears throat> that's how it ends. It's, it ends very well Mm-hmm. Whereas like the bad guy dies and the hero lives, type yeah. of hero stories arc is complete, um, but it's very bleak. It's very it's very Michael Mann. Yeah, it's very <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, not a not rose bushes and rainbows and shit. Mm-hmm. It's funny going back to that uh, that line though,
4: or that whole kind of where he calls back to the beginning of the movie where he talks about how he hates LA.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I was just thinking it made me think about. Um, like movie really i guess another movie that did that extremely well where it was like a like that one like that last one of the last lines of the movie was a callback to the beginning
0: mm-hmm.
4: which is um, 28 days later yeah when she says i would kill you in a heartbeat right it's like i wouldn't hesitate in a heartbeat and then at the very end when she hesitated he's like that was longer than a heartbeat mm-hmm. and then the movie kind of tails off after that like I love that. I gotta do that movie next. Or love, at some point, I love that movie I'm so a much. Huge, that's one of my. That's my favorite zombie movie, by the way. So, oh really? Yeah, I'll come back and do that one any day. Are
0: they really zombies though? No,
4: no. But <laughs> I mean, I, true infected,
0: but you know. I mean, I mean that's. Raged out. That's for that's the a, discussion for yeah. another another time. Definitely. Um. So, yeah. what, do you have any more more thoughts about collateral before we we get to the rating? Um. I I think.
4: It was a really, I loved the cinematography behind it, just the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. I think from a from a videographer, cinematographer, whatever we want to call ourselves standpoint, I thought it was extremely well done. I loved I the, the soundtrack, the dialogue, a lot of the conversations that are had in the movie mm-hmm. were very well done, very organic. They felt kind of almost real. Yeah. Um, And but the at the end is when it kind of it kind of sputtered at the end like it kind of it it rode this high and then the 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 real climax for me was the the nightclub shooting yeah and then after that nothing really kind of matched up to that height and it kind of sputtered at the end it made it but it was like limpy it was like made it less steam going into the end
0: Uh, I agree yeah this whole film was really but I would say end to end I enjoyed this. film. This film mm-hmm. immensely. I, I, the, the script, the um, how they set up Max's growth, mm-hmm. um, was probably the highlight of the film because Michael Mann is basically, I, I feel like he's telling us that Max is us, mm-hmm. and then it shouldn't have to come to a, a, an act of such violence, such uh, uh, death that motivates us to do something more with our lives, um. But also, I just like Hitman movies. Yeah, they're just really fun to watch. Yeah, I don't know was... why. I just have a soft spot. Like I like Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could I go all day about Hitman movies. The
4: uh, yeah, I love the 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 character development in the in in it though too. It was very, he was very awesome. It was very cool and getting to see the the kind of growth for Max,
0: mm-hmm. where he yeah he, it comes <laughs> it has to come to that for him. And, then, and Vincent kind of, I think Vincent, he, I guess in a way, kind of rejects the truth about, or at least what Max's, Max's opinion of him is, because I think when Tom Cruise, when Max is giving it back to Tom Cruise, like, hey, well, you're a fucking piece of shit yourself, matter yeah. of fact, big guy, and Tom Cruise's face is like kind of reeling it all in and kind of mulling it over in his head like, okay. Making some good points here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's kind of like, God damn it, you're right.
4: Yeah, I like, you know, at the end when they kind of converse at the end and he's like, hey, you know, remember, he's like, you think anybody's going to notice? I thought that was funny. Like, he didn't end their relationship in a bad way. Even though, he, yeah, he died. He
0: did, yeah, he grew to respect Max. Yeah. And at the end, is... I think that's,
4: yeah, at the end, like, as much as he kind of betrayed, like, Max kind of betrayed Vincent and what they were doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, or successfully escaped, I should say. Maybe not betrayed, but um, he could he respected the move.
0: Even, like, Well, I mean, because well, he put Max in a hard spot. He put a gun to his head and said, you're going to do this whether you like mm-hmm. it or not. And um, Max fought his way out. Mm-hmm. Max fought to live, you know, and that's what Tom Cruise was telling him to do the, the whole move is you need to f- find your life because you're not, this is a rut. You're in purgatory. You're not doing what you should be doing. What you tell yourself and tell others that you are doing, and um, you can look at it like Tom Cruise is kind of the hero. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, yeah, and in
4: some way he's the anti-hero of the movie. I mean, he was definitely, definitely an anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 funny. Yeah, purgatory is a really good way to put it because mm-hmm. Max is just kind of he's in, he's, in a, he's not, not a, going up and he's, he's not going down. It's a hamster he's wheel. Just, yeah, he's just doing the he's same stuck. thing. Very. Um, just kind of yeah, in his own routine. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, it's funny you were talking about uh, the Truman Show. What about it? Which one? I think when you were a Jaws episode, or there was a there's something about the Truman Show. How he's just kind of like going about his day, and it took him like serial, like it took like one, a few, like one big incident to kind of like make him realize and snap him out of it.
0: Oh, I mean, I know that's that theme is prevalent in a lot of films. I'm not sure if it was the Jaws episode. Yeah. Um, I heard it from
4: somewhere. It I want to say might have it. It had
0: been my army of darkness, because
4: no. that that premise. That, but that yeah, you're right. That premise is very common throughout movies where it's.
0: Um. Well, gotta... it's definitely prominent in uh, in my Shaun of the Dead episode, um, which you, you have yet to hear, but it's definitely in there. Um, let's talk about ratings. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I mean, on your own, in your own estimation of of all the facts of all the The times you've seen this film and your, in your interpretation and, uh, you know your, what's what's the word I want to say, in your expression of this film, like what do you, how do you, see this film?
4: My phone is over there with the ratings on it that I threw across the room because it was flying because it was going off. All right, cool. So, I can't move this very well. All right, let's see. Um. I don't want to be right in the microphone. I think I would probably give it a, um, a B+. I know it's not there a plus is not on there, but I feel like it's I I don't know if I'd buy it, but I would definitely watch it again if I saw it on Netflix. Uh-huh.
0: Um
4: because it had it had this amazing story about the ending and cinematography and stuff and dialogue, but I think the end is kind of what killed it for me and the fact that it kind of got repetitive. Okay. Um, fair enough but still phenomenal so movie. you would
0: stream it okay
4: i would i would stream it I, and I, I would agree with the academy on nominating him i want i want to say that i know jimmy fox got nominated i want to yeah s- he, he got nominated for the best at supporting role yeah actor but i almost I, I thought that was like i thought he was a main character i don't know if i'd put him in a supporting role i mean yes he was literally supporting tom cruise in the movie
0: yeah, Tom Cruise was the uh, high, top build, uh yeah, um, actor. Yeah, so let's see if we can find what what the uh, let's see here. Oh no, not not. Oh, there we go. So, Collateral nominated for two Oscars. It was editing, I think, was the other one. What was it? I, I, I was looking at this page earlier. Uh-huh. Editing, yes.
4: And I would completely agree with those nominations. I, I honestly, I would agree with her If they, I'm surprised they didn't get nominated for their sound design.
0: Uh, it, yeah, it was. I, Technically, it was really well done.
4: I love a, I love movies. Like, I'll watch a movie based on just the sound design alone, which is why I loved like, 28 Days Later, because of the, the way that they use In a Heartbeat, mm-hmm. so many different ways. Even in 28 Weeks Later, they use the exact same soundtrack. Yes. And just in various forms. You'll hear it in different keys, with different instruments. You'll hear piano, guitar you know as it kind of build bass
0: even like you'll hear it in different styles but it's always the same i mean it's just that's you know you have to f- make the music in the sound music or in the sound period just mm. kind of fit fit the scene because it's supposed to carry the scene or not carry mm. support the scene not carry because yeah. you don't want to use music and sound as a crutch mm. but uh definitely help help support the scene
4: yeah i'm not going to try and keep stroking 28 days later though because
0: that's for another time <laughs> Oh, as for me, I'm going to say this is a uh, my rating for this for collateral. I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to call it. A, it's called a buy it. I'm going to buy it. Uh, I already own it, but I would buy it again. Um, you know, part of that is why well, I do agree with the it, it kind of running out of steam towards the end. Um, I think the overall collective, you know, full scope production, story, acting, editing, the soundtrack, oops, the soundtrack, everything is just as a package really just is not flawless, but it's pretty much perfect. I could always put this movie on and watch it.
4: Yeah. And, I, uh, I would agree with that. I mean, you could even use it as a, some of those scenes as like a, t- a good teaching tool. Oh yeah. For students,
0: especially with the sound the and the sound and uh, the shots. I like the, um, the, I like the scene with Daniel in the jazz club in the scene with the, uh, the alley and, uh, um, you know, what scene? What other scene? The scene with the Javier Bardem. Those are all great, like textbook examples mm-hmm. of how to build suspense. Oh yeah, and, and I uh, love the. Uh, well, and for me, the
4: probably the 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 one I would probably refer back to is just the you're you're converging how they converge all of these characters into um, to me the climax, which is the 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 the, the nightclub. Oh, they're showing bits yeah. and pieces of everybody getting ready, and the, to the soundtrack
0: of, of Chris Cornell. Right, yeah. I think that was like you're right. That was like the, that was like the climax, the peak, and then everything else after that is just the stardust and the fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else kind of goes away, and we're left right back with our two main characters, and, and we see where they've learned. And then, fortunately, you're right. The way the, the the tempo kind of just drops out a little bit. Mm-hmm kind of limp towards the finish line with Collateral but again yeah collectively completely it's a pretty great production oh yeah I I think it's
4: funny that just the the ending or the the whole DA office scene when he's like on the phone it just reminded me of like every cheesy horror movie like he's in the building he's coming to kill you (laughs) and he's like watching from afar but he can't do anything about it but it was just
0: shot way better than any of those movies could oh completely yeah alright well Folks, that was Collateral. Uh, Michael Mann's one of Michael Mann's better films. Uh, very, I feel, is one of the more underrated Tom Cruise performances. He's a, he's got a lot of high-profile roles, and I think even and Jamie Foxx as well. But from a Tom Cruise perspective, I think of all his bigger roles, I think this one kind of gets swept under the rug too too easily. And I think it it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, it's way but It's way better than people give it credit for. The whole Silver Fox, Badass Assassin, just mm-hmm. it's uh i wish he would do more roles like this he, yeah he really killed it in this, i mean literally he killed it in this yeah movie. <laughs> yeah so. less like less pent-up action like
4: less mission impossible action where it's constant and more like sicario style action where it's these crazy like peaks and th- yeah. falls i'd love to see more of that yeah and to be
0: fair i also like the mission impossible films No, oh, yes <laughs> very much so <laughs> all right folks so that was collateral um I want to thank Andrew for stopping by, chatting this uh, this 2004 classic now in 2020 I guess you could call it a classic. Jesus, we're getting old. <laughs> so, but till next time, guys, thanks a lot. Man, this is such a great movie. I might go put it on again right now. Uh, Thanks to Andrew for stopping by. Next week, Andrew returns as we dissect another great unconventional hitman flick. So stay tuned for that. If you haven't already done so, follow and subscribe to Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you hear podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a rating. Give us some feedback. Thanks again for stopping by, everyone. Until next time, take care, guys.